Hello, welcome everybody. How are you all doing today? Welcome to the 2022 Manifestation Activation Panel. Extremely excited to be with you all. Happy New Year if you haven't heard me say it to you already. We are now into 2022 and we are living this reality now and creating as we speak. And this event is just a reminder for all of us that we are these divine sovereign co-creators and there is that we are not lacking anything we have it now we're creating it now so this event is not only an activation but it's also to the implementation of this manifestation of this reality that we know is possible and that we are cultivating and experiencing on earth together so we have an amazing panel for you today uh, we have Shraya dharma joining us here we have dr Charnel wolverton we have rocco moon and we have laura eisenhower and brad alston but before we get into going around and everybody sharing their part here, I want to just bring on Laura and Dr. Charnel real quick, because you guys, you know, had the energy of creating this as well. So maybe you want to chime in and kind of just talk about the intention behind this and how it all just manifested. How about Go for you, Dr. Charnel? Well, I was just really intrigued about the subject of manifestation and I've taught on that for years and went reached out to laura um to see if she wanted to co co collaborate on that and she said you know let's do it with neil and i was like yay and so yeah it just kind of like grew into a bigger thing and um i'm just really excited because i'm feeling like 2022 is like our time our year and like no longer in default like letting shit happened to us but actually being the forerunners of creating and being um a little bit well a lot more on purpose with how we are going to maneuver this year in sovereignty and with expertise and activation for not only ourselves but the collective with you know as we're all joined together and um doing our best to see what we can do um, to activate and inspire you guys too, because we need all of you. We need everyone on deck right now. I mean, this is an important time and I don't know about you, but I felt like we've been kind of in this like freaking holding pattern for a couple years and I'm kind of over it. And, you know, um, I would say what it reminds me of, I was never a divorced kid. Like my parents are still together 50 some years, but I do have kids with a former partner and I see what, you know, they go through being in this like situation with mom and dad. And I kind of feel like we are the kids in this situation with mom and dad. We're kind of like, are we doing this? Or are we doing that? Is there the thing or is there not the thing? Is this or that? Or like, can we go outside? Can we not? And like, we're all just like, can we just be 18 and get the F out of the house and be like ourselves? And the, the thing is like, you know, being caught in the middle is a perception. We are not caught in the middle. We are already 18. We are the adults in this situation and we get to take our seat of authority right now and be the one calling the shots here and not let us be stuck in the middle of this ping pong back and forth kind of business. And so that's where I'm at. I feel new energies right now, even with the new year, winter solstice coming out of that. And I was just lo really looking forward to using the energies for our force to kind of like get up here and like do this instead of just this whole like stuck feeling that has been, you know, at least for, my, for me, I have felt like, God, when is this going to be over kind of deal? And it's like, you know what? It's, it's us. We're the ones. Let's do it. And let's kick our ass and do it. Like it, we just get, get into gear and come on. 
Beautiful. Thank oh, you. Yes. And I'm, I'm thinking, why don't we all just go around and introduce ourselves like that before we actually start with our segments? So let's start with Laura, and then we'll just spend a, a couple of minutes to say hi, and then we'll we'll get right into um, some some deep um, interactivations here. So go ahead, Laura. Hey, everybody. Really good to be here with all of you. It's a really powerful day to be grounding intention and focusing on what we want to manifest in the year to come. And I'll go into that when I share my little segment. Um, but I consider myself a global alchemist. And in these times, it especially is coming to light of why I called myself that such a long time ago, because um, it really has to do with the transformational shift that's going on. And a lot of the aspects that have been pointing towards that have taken place since this whole madness and all this craziness began. Although the craziness was already there, this is just a much more um, in your face version of it, kind of like the final showdown uh, just to kind of really see where people are at and to try and um, produce a, a result. So it's created this showdown of forces between uh, the new world order agenda and our ability to become sovereign and advance ourselves um, on a human level. So it's an alchemical process and I go into that and what the astrology shows as far as that's concerned, um, particularly the plutonic energies. We're going to be having a Pluto returns and but I'll wait to share all that. Um, and a of Fiacus. And so uh, our capacity to turn lead into gold is stronger than it's been for thousands of years because of some of these alignments and the galactic cores merging of the Andromeda and Milky Way core. So I will yeah, talk about that. Um, I'm a researcher, medical and intuitive astrologer, and I've been a public speaker for the last decade and was able to travel the world. Now it's a little bit more difficult, but I'm glad we can all join together here on Zoom. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. I love that turn lead into gold. Welcome, Brad. You want to jump on, brother? Yeah, for sure. Uh, really great to be on with all you guys. We've been uh, panelists, colleagues, conference speakers together for many years. And I think we can see that this is a transformational period for humanity. If we were just having this conversation a year earlier, we wouldn't be feeling the same way we are. This is the greatest show in the universe right now. I have that on many different accounts that we are being watched. We are being observed to see what will humanity do once we shake off the yoke of oppression, this whole new world order agenda, which we see collapsing all around us. And what are we gonna do? You panelists, people listening, we're the ground crew here. I do believe we incarnated in this lifetime specifically for this mission. And this is the most important lifetime you've ever had. And that's to everybody else out there because we really do need all hands on deck. Like said, Dr. Charnel, this is it. We're the ground crew and this is liberation planet earth. <clears throat> As many of you know, I've written the book Beyond Esoteric, Escaping Prison Planet. And I only wanna see this prison planet be changed to a prism planet, one of light, one of higher frequency, one of equality, one where we're all working together in peace and harmony to really raise everybody up. Nobody gets left behind in a prison planet world. So mm. thank you guys for uh, inviting me on this panel. And I really look forward to uh, what everybody else has to say here. Beautiful. Thank you so much, brother. Rocco. 
Wow, blessings. Thank you for that share, Brother Brad. So amazing to be here with you all. Um, thanks to Dr. Charnel for bringing me in. And um, yeah, uh, Queen Sharia, looking forward to tuning in. Sister Laura and Brother Neil, enjoyed tuning in the other day. Uh, I also identify as an alchemist, call it a new earth grid point or a Christos grid point or a temple keeper. In any incarnation, you might find me at a nearby temple sweeping steps of anything that might be there. Because no matter where we are, what's happening outside, we're all on this kind of individuated journey to our own honing in, our homing in, and our owning of what we've brought to the table. Um, there sounds like there's going to be a lot of uh, various perspectives here tuning into what's happening. Laura, I'm really interested in the the kind of celestial geometry, what it has to say. I look more at, at a, um, on a, on a daily basis, I suppose, I look more at the kind of quantum geometry. So I interface as a trauma therapist and as a Raja Kriya Siddha yoga practitioner. And I assist souls in clarifying themselves, call it self-realization or self-clarification. You say you have to realize what it is that you are, but once you realize it, then you can clarify it. On the topic of manifesting, you know, there's a lot of humans that are functioning as, as really herd units. They're not actually individual souls. And this is also a big part of what's happening in this whole rainbow tribe, kind of uh, the articulation of light as the densities of awakened individual sovereign souls right now. So we're all meant to click into our full brightness, our full optimization of our what we have. What we have is our karma. We've all dropped something into this quantum field and it's created ripples. And so now all of us are dealing with all these ripples that have come from this previous, uh, yeah, Laura, I'm interested in hearing your kind of mathematics on it. But for me, it's like the previous one. And also looking at the Mayan calendar's kind of calculation of this is the, uh, oh, it's the fifth or sixth sun now, but it's like, this has happened before. So these kind of Atlantean grid points are, uh, you know, attempting to be swayed by, call it malevolent forces. And those of us are awakening up as cells, as cells of one individual organism itself. And so, uh, yeah, excited to dive into all the topics that are about to arise and uh, grateful and blessed to be here with you all. Beautiful, Rocco. Thank you so much, brother. And just to let everybody know who I am, my name is Neil. I am the founder of Portal to Ascension. And I've been curating and cultivating events since 2006, but created Portal to Ascension in 2008 and really just uh, have created this platform that's almost like a one-stop shop for consciousness in which we explore many different topics, all topics that um, the ultimate truth of it would be to empower us so that we can reclaim a sovereignty and then realize the beauty of who we are. And if it was going to come down to, um, to a simple word, it would be to remember, right? To remember our connection, remember our, the, the depth of the human soul, our experiences here, and to remember our connection to, the, to source, you know, so that we can create heaven on earth and bring down harmony into this dualistic expression. And um, through that, I've had the opportunity to work with thousands of speakers and curate over 10,000 hours of presentations. And I've worked with Laura many, 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 many times um, since 2011, um, done a few events with Brad as well. And um, I'm here as not only the moderator, but just to offer my, my insight in all these experiences I'm getting, because the ultimate 
thing that we're all here for, right? Everybody on this platform is not just to uplift each other, um, and is uh, and is not just to uplift ourselves, but is to uplift each other, right? So that we can move forward together in unity. The energy of inclusion is much more of a solid vibration than that of exclusion, right? So if we do this together, then we can really create this um, this beautiful planet that it, it's really here to be done, right? This planet is such an amazing place. Um, how do we make the shifts that we need within society, within these institutions, so that we can actually um, all live in peace and harmony? So I'm going to be contributing some spoken word today, some breath work, some sound frequency, and um, chanting um, towards the end to do an activation after we go through all the other experiences. So now I'm going to hand it over to Shariya, and I want you to introduce yourself, Shariya. But then um, after your introduction, just you, you want to just take us away into your segment and um, you know whatever you want to share with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be here with each of you genius, beautiful, brilliant beings and everyone in the audience today. We're going to do some really powerful work together, I can tell. And this is just the kind of thing that humanity is meant to do. I created something or brought something in called visionary stewardship. So I would call myself a planetary transition alchemist. So we have a lot of alchemy going on here. And we are in a major transition, of course. And part of that transition is waking up to who we are as earth people, as well as cosmic people, as well as God people, Christ people, love people, source people, whatever name you want to use for that. But we have a function in nature and in reality. And that has to do with leveraging the power of our thoughts, words, and deeds towards the fulfillment of harmony, well-being, peace, love, joy, prosperity for all, well-being for all on any given planetary sphere that we happen to be residing on at any given moment. And we, that could expand out. Once we get it down, oh, we, we're, we've, we've got the reins of this on our planet. Now let's get the reins of this on our solar system. And now let's get the reins of this in our galaxy and join the others. Beautiful, beautiful societies and beings and civilizations who have already gone beyond you know they're they're ahead of us a step they're waiting like someone was saying earlier brad i think yeah for us to take the reins and to really get who we are how powerful we are so that's really my dharma if you will my purpose is to help us comprehend that and it's also to help us comprehend the the really poignant intersection between energy healing manifesting and spiritual awakening so that trifecta of knowledge uh, synergizes us into a fuller realization of who we truly are and that awakening to who we truly are is what's going to catapult us into this next phase on the planet and as uh, we all are aware and Dr. Charnel was speaking about the planetary situation has been seriously in our face to the degree <laughs> that we can't ignore it but at the same time we know the power of manifesting in reality creation so we alchemize the contrast and then go within and do the mighty work of transforming it and and creating co-creating and creating within ourselves what we desire and so that is my main life mission to help us do that and there's lots of things that have come through like anchoring the new dream of earth it's a workshop that i do a visionary play shop and all the things that I do on my website at shariadharma.com, you can see about teaching, manifesting, and helping us become visionary stewards. So that being said, let's get together here. Let's put our minds and hearts together as one. I invite you into a cauldron of transformation here together. And I invite everyone to breathe in, if you will, 
Just breathe into that beautiful, beautiful heart of yours. If you're not driving or something, you might want to close your eyes and do this as a meditation. Just imagining that that gorgeous mind that has so much data, that uh, knowledge and information that it wants to sort and process. We're just going to let that rest for a minute and we're going to sink into the heart space. We're just going to rest in that beautiful heart and moving into the very center of the center of the center of the heart deeper and deeper until we find that spark of light within us, that spark of light, which is our original source spark. It's where we're connected to all the beings of higher consciousness. It's where we're connected to source, God, love, allowing that beautiful light to emanate and create a beautiful field around your body, mind, spirit complex as you wish and allowing us to join in an additional larger field of love and light, protection, harmony, intention, power, powerful intention beyond measure of knowing that we know that we know who we are as creators on this beautiful planet at this time. And so let's begin, I'm hearing, let's begin with forgiveness. So forgiveness is clearing the data from the subconscious mind of all the debris and detritus from eons of creating, co-creating what we might call miscreating or creating by mistake, <laughs> creating dynamics and patterns and problems and conflicts when we forgot temporarily how powerful we were. And if we can take ownership of manifestations, including those on the global front, and really take responsibility for it, within ourselves, then we can give it up. We can give up the old for the new within ourselves. And this is how we alchemize it. So we can say any person, place, or thing that's been perpetrating control over harm and other things that we're not okay with affecting our lives, our families, our planets. We ask that prime creator within us to help us to give up the old, some scarred residue of those challenges and conflicts back one, two, three, four generations I'm hearing for right now. We're going four generations back in the ancestral lineage and we're gonna, we're talking about collectively here, who's gathered here, one, two, three, four lifetimes as well. So we're, we're asking that all the energies from these four lifetimes and this four generations back in the ancestral lineage that wants to be cleared today, here and now together permanently, everywhere in all time, space and dimension and all concepts of time, which, came through us to manifest these harms and hurts done we ask that they be cleansed cleared cleaned healed and forgiven now everywhere physically mentally emotionally spiritually sexually socially psychically logistically relationally financially and in any other way and every other way so if you want that just say yes and we're forgiving those aspects of ourselves because we are all one sometimes i call it our wayward siblings that have wanted to dominate and control and have caused contortion. We forgive ourselves anywhere that we got caught up in games of domination and control in the past, anywhere, any time, space, or dimension. And we forgive the template of duality, which has caused us to play that game and get so caught in it that we didn't even know we were in a game anymore. So we forgive ourselves and we love ourselves for all the hardship that we have experienced and we digest now these experiences so that we can begin to manifest 
something new. So with this trifecta of energy clearing, manifesting, and spiritual growth, we can see that as we allow those energies to cleanse, clear, clean, be healed and forgiven out of the body, mind, spirit, template, and complex, then we have the capacity to think a straight thought into the future where we want to go because our thoughts, our words, our feelings, our imagination lead to actions which put off repercussions, which lead to more feelings, thoughts, words, imagination, and actions, and so on. We call it compounded momentum in the nature of the law. And so this is some of what the guides talk, Divine Mother Consciousness, Source Consciousness, Divine Father Consciousness talk about in the books that I've written, which you can see on my website if, if you want to go further into that. So that compounded momentum in the nature of the law that has accrued, resulting in these difficulties, we forgive them. We ask them to be cleansed, cleared, healed, and forgiven. And now we put our mind forward on that beautiful vision of harmony, deep, deep harmony. How much deeper is that harmony going to feel after we've been through all we've been through? How much deeper is that love going to feel? When we're unconditionally loving even this and even this and even this not because we like it not because we condone it but we understand all that is is as it is because it is so this is what divine mother teaches us all that is is as it is because it is somehow some way we that collective of us that wholeness and oneness because there are not two there's one of us here somehow we manifested that now we're uncreating and discreating what we do not wish to have anymore and we're collectively deciding i can tell from so many interactions we've decided we do want a world of peace and prosperity for everyone we do want fairness and goodness to prevail we do want an awakened and healed humanity right to the codes of knowledge and the codes of union which will set us free from these games and these traps once for all once and for all so as we stand in the power and presence of our own inner Christos, our own inner spark of light, our spirit, knowing who we are, I am that I am, I am one, I am at one, I am atoned, I am at one with the mighty love, the all that is with my brothers and sisters. And we stand here together today, pulsing that love forward, imagining our world in the middle, imagining all those who are suffering now being relieved imagining all those who are confused now getting clarity and understanding imagining all those who are asleep now being awakened and knowing the truth and starting to unravel what has been going on so that even they too can comprehend and heal imagining that all who have been damaged or harmed are absolutely healed on all levels everywhere and that we move through this like the who in Whoville, even though the Grinch wants to steal Christmas and has stolen quite a bit of it. We're standing together in a circle singing with our heart of pure divine love, knowing and claiming and proclaiming that all is well in me and in my world. And say that, feel that with me now. All is well in me and in my world. All is well in me and in my world. All is well in me and in my world because that is what I choose. So be it. And so it is. 
And now you might want to just ask your high self to update and upgrade your body, mind, spirit complex to its next level of functioning, well-being, harmony, clarity, delight, joy, presence, based on these clearings and these activations today. We give thanks to the name, the I am that I am, the all that is, a divine inner source for bringing us together today and helping us co-create even more, even more, even more of this harmony and this love. Thank you very much. Beautiful. <laughs> Let's all take a, a deep breath in after that activation. So everybody take a deep breath in through the nose. Let it out of the mouth. <sighs> For the next breath, be open to receive all the activations. Deep breath into the nose. Let it out. <sighs> One more time. So I'm thinking that I was going to do my segment at the end and do some chanting and spoken word, but I think it would be a good thing to maybe do a chant here and there in between different speakers to really solidify the energy that we're going through to be almost like a, a consistent activation. So what we're going to do, the different chants I'm going to do today, we're going to do vowel chanting later on, probably towards the end. But right now we're going to just do the, the standard chant that most people know, which is the OM, okay? And when it comes to the OM, in the beginning was the word, and the word was OM. <laughs> it's the oscillation of all that is the universal sound right it goes beyond dogma goes beyond the vedic text passed down through oral tradition for many many millennia before it was even written down so when we when we chant the om we are chanting the frequency of creation in all the universe the manifesting energy of the ethers that you know manifested this realm and all the other realms so in this moment i would like to invite you all just to get comfortable in your seat and just start breathing normally. Just be comfortable and breathe normally. Taking slight breaths just through the nose and out the mouth. Just becoming present. And on the next exhale, we're gonna take our first deep breath for our first out of three ohms. Deep breath in through the nose. in the silence of the sound that you created.
whenever you're ready, open your eyes. All right, so let's move on here. Brother Brad, do you want to chime in here? Jump on in. Yeah, for sure. That was very powerful. Thank you. Ooh, wow. Well, here we are in this transformatory period of, of humanity and just saw an interview with um, James Gilland at the East City Ranch with Dr. Michael Sala. And they're both saying that uh, an unprecedented amount of ships are entering our solar system right at this very time. Uh, look at all the UFO sightings that have gone through the roof in the last uh, year, decade, but especially leading up to now. And I can't emphasize enough how important this particular period is right now. And I know a lot of people are feeling pressure in so many different ways, both from the lockdown, from financial situation, about doing things to their body they might not want to. It really is the dark night of the soul right now. And as we know, the darkest and the coldest period at night is right before the dawn. And I, and I feel in my heart and my being that we are there right now. And to all those people that are just feeling so much despondency right now in the world, I, I just have to remind you that you really do play a role in all this. We all do. And for those who think, well, what can I do? Well, I'm just, I'm just one person. I, I, well, you have a consciousness. You have a certain frequency that emanates. And you have the ability to give back. You can be in service to all. You can be charitable can be compassionate and you can be wise. And it was told to me as a young man when I was traveling around the world that charity, compassion, and wisdom are the three things that we can all try to achieve in our lives and, and that we could practice every day. And I noticed how much even just a smile to someone who looks like they're down and out just saying hello, they may not even reply to you. But I'm telling you, it's just that frequency of being kind. I love that bumper sticker, uh, the quote by the Dalai Lama, where kindness is my religion. It's really just so simple to be a nice person, to, to try to just do what little we can to give. And I'm a very optimistic person. And in my book, uh, Beyond Esoteric Here, I, I, I feel like we have to lay it out. We have to call a spade a spade. And the first section of the book is about the neo-fascist agenda that I just briefly described that a lot of us are feeling a lot of pressure that we're going through. The second section of the book is called embargo, the technology and UFO embargo. So much in our world has just been taken from us, has, has not been told. and. There are things that if we would learn in school, if we were properly taught, can you imagine how advanced the human race would be if say in kindergarten, we start to learn about the chakra systems. In, in first grade, we start to speak telepathically with one another. If in second grade, we begin to bend spoons and 
use telekinesis in third grade we're all astral traveling and looking at the monuments on other planets that is our future that is our star trek future which has been robbed from us and laura and i speak at conferences together we know a lot of the super soldiers you guys too and people have done the 20 and back and what they have experienced off planet yeah we have humans that live off planet right now right here humans that are also interacting with extraterrestrials but just to illustrate what an amazing period of time we live in right now we also have uncontacted tribes in the depths of the amazon rainforest and in the mountain valleys of papua new guinea that are still living in the stone age they're humans just like we are we all breathe air and we all bleed red blood and we're all of the same human family so in the same way that you can visualize what it would be like to to be in one of these stone age tribes and uh, still hunting your dinner with a blow dart or being a human living off planet it's all part of our our humanity it's all part of who we are and just in the same way that animals exhibit a certain form of telepathy well i think humans have that ability too and if you really think about it you can kind of start to grasp those realities those who are still living very much in the part of the earth as we all were a long time ago and some of us have moved into cities and civilization as we call it and and now are even going off planet so as our global society changes at breakneck speed so does our ability to expand our consciousness cases of mind influencing matter have been reported throughout history and across many cultures more specifically in regard to supernormal abilities, which include telepathy, psychokinesis, and other phenomenon that lie within the realms of parapsychology. These abilities can be observed in people from the shamanic cultures, adherents of Eastern practices, and those in the West who study the masters of old. These practices are evident in ancient literature from Vedic texts and the yoga sutras to Jesus, Moses, Buddha, Milarapta, Mohammed, and many more. So the masters have been here throughout time and they have given us the guideposts to increase our consciousness. And I think this is all leading to this one dramatic lifetime that we're all sharing together where we can take this human race and we can make this planet a prison planet escaping from the prison planet because this planet has always been a gem a garden planet it has been abused and we can see it in the animal kingdom and how, what we've done to the oceans and the land that can be reversed can you imagine when the six thousand plus patents are given back to humanity for the betterment of this planet what we can do with it oh i think we can do a lot of good with it we can have desalinization plants that run on free energy that will make the deserts of the earth gardens again, which will clean up all the gyres of, of pollution and radioactive material in the oceans and replenish them with fish. Because, you know, essentially we do live on an ocean planet 
it's 71% covered with ocean and water. We just live on the 29% of landmass here. And then a lot of that is even covered in ice down in Antarctica and Greenland and elsewhere. So the habitable land is really just a small fraction. We kind of lose sight of who we are in this planet and our role as the caretakers. And I think humans are gonna do the right thing. Once we shake the yoke of the oppression and get rid of the shackles that have kept us oppressed for so many lifetimes and so many generations, we're gonna do the right thing because we know what the right thing is. We know it in our heart and we're gonna make this a beautiful planet again where all are equal and we all rise to this occasion together. And I'm so happy to be alive and, and in a healthy body and watch it happen. And I intend to stick around for a long time and do my part making it happen. Beautifully said, brother. Yeah, I think we, we got at least a couple of hundred more years here together, you know? So we got yeah. a lot more conferences to go to together. <laughs> Second, everything you said, man, um, especially with the educational system, we have the know-how, the information to really restructure it all. And it just hasn't benefited those in power. But now is the time to really restructure society so that we can be fed truths from an early age. So in the first three years, you know how so many things are indoctrinated in our mind? What if we were indoctrinated with some universal truths and some self-worth, you know? So thank you, brother. Neil I did, and everybody, I did a yeah. quick tarot reading on the, the idea of the, the thousands of ships standing by. Do you guys yeah. want to hear about it real quick? We'll yeah. Download here. Okay. So yeah, they're standing by. There's secrets. There's things we don't know that are not revealed yet, but it's a big yes. They're doing that. It's, it's helping us come out of an end duality. They're standing by waiting to see what's going to happen. And they're, they're doing their best to avoid a major tower moment, but they're waiting for a certain ending, particularly around the financial system right now. And But heartache um, and this oppression is going to come to justice for sure. And uh, there will be an ending. So it's like they're waiting and watching in the balance, their main, but we can feel their love. We can feel that beautiful water pouring down to us now as a refreshing and renewing of our spirit, even when we can't physically see them, they're there supporting us. And we get this. Justice. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So let's, uh, let's go over to you, Dr. Charnel. Awesome. That's interesting because I actually pulled a card too, but um, it's clear quartz. And it's one of the highest frequency quartz. It's actually used in um, all a lot of different things like cell phones, LCDs, receivers, computers, hospital equipment, all the things that was reverse engineered technology from ETs off planet. So, um, but this is this is big time for the crown chakra too. So, um, but anyway, I uh, love what all you guys said. I have a little bit more like application, like steps. Um, I forgot to tell you earlier. So I'm founder of Swiftfire International at swiftfire.org. And I've been a teacher and conference speaker for a couple decades and did TV and all that kind of stuff. But my main thing, I'm a naturopath, but I'm a truther and have a show, which is like, you know, all about teaching people how to remember, I like that word, Neil, uh, remembering. And that's what my book 
is about the science of miracles and and the under part is remembering the frequency of love and so i'm going to touch a little bit on some hands-on things that we can do physically um, to take these energies that are here right now and like put them into some action steps to actually do some things and not just talk about it or hear about it or get on the next podcast but what can we do as individuals in this season, especially at the beginning of this year right now where we're at, um, because there's infinite possibilities already there. There's infinite timelines already there. I wrote down health, wealth, beauty, genius. They're not really created. They already exist. And it's just about manifesting um, them into or, or remembering them into existence, remembering that this is already inside of us. And that it comes from not only the arrangement of our mind and what we're thinking about, like uh, you guys have already stated, but also the concept of knowing who we are, like remembering like how powerful we are and taking authority and taking those seats of authority to be the one to do the things and not just wait on some savior or some system or something outside of us, but to be the one to take the steps and, and take take this back. And um, some ways that I wrote down, um, vision boards, outcome maps, you know, journaling, really writing down. And the reason why I say write it down, just like scripture, I look at the Bible as quantum physics. Um, it, it says, write the vision down. Now, why is it so important to write it down? Because we can think about things, but sometimes we don't even realize what we're thinking about because we're so much on like autopilot of like fear and stuff and like OCD, weird thoughts of just, you know, whatever repetitive things of subconscious things, conscious things, outside things, billboards, music, things that we're picking up. I mean, how many of us have been sitting around and all of a sudden you realize that you've been like playing a song that you heard like two or three days ago, but it's still stuck there, right? We have these tapes that are going on. So the, the act, the very act of getting a piece of paper and doing some type of vision board with images, because images are major to the subconscious. It's like literal, you know, literally a thousand words with an image. Uh, and we hold those better and it taps into the right brain more. Um, but then also just writing things down because of the kinetic aspects of it. So when we think about things, we just think about it, right? But if you write it down, by lists or outcome mapping, you're not only writing it, but you're participating in your full body to, to bring it out. And cursive is a really big way to do that, but writing out those lists or, or drawing out those out, uh, outcome maps. And then that also gives us the ability to, again, see what we've written. So it connects and anchors in more to the body. So we have the frequency of creating and um, projecting that out, but also we're in the process of, of doing, of being in action. I'm not just like, oh, I accidentally thought about this by default, but now you're being strategic and writing things down. So outcome mapping, vision boards, lists, um, journaling, music. I know this is your wheelhouse, Neil, um, but maybe get some music on in the background. I have a whole list and I'm sure Neil could like forever talk about the different frequencies and megahertz of 432 and 528 and 888 and 741 and all these things that you can maybe have in the background while you're doing this, this exercise just to get, you know, into the, 
rhythm literally of your vibe to to create and get in that theta part of your body uh, and your mind um and you know if you can do it in nature do it outside um, because inside is great. We're, we're actually not meant to be living in the house um, or being in the house all the time. So if you can get outdoors when you're doing this exercise. That's great because you got the sun, you got fresh air. If it's snowing like it is in Montana, then, you know, really crisp, fresh air. Uh, you might be in Florida where it's, the, you know, you got the beach sounds or whatever. Get where you can be in creation because this is code that can add to the synergy of this exercise. And so I just um, encourage you guys to get out there. Uh, I wrote a few things down. Ask some, so, ask some questions um, when you're writing this stuff down. Uh, and these are questions I'm asking myself right now too. This is not just like I'm telling you, but I'm doing this. Is what has worked for you this last year? And what hasn't worked for you last year? Like, even if it's like, you know what? I have four robes. I never wear robes. They have no purpose in my life. And I'm going to get rid of the robes now. I don't wear slippers or robes. I don't drink out of mugs that are 12 ounces. You know, silly things like that. It's like, okay, I found out. I, I usually drink out of like big mugs and I don't, I just wear sweats. You know, like what, even if it's little or big about your job, about your purpose, about who you hang out with, about, you know, um, what kind of purpose you're in, what you haven't done, write those things down. I also, um, I also encourage you to remember the difference between imagination and, and vision. Um, you know, I think a lot of times we don't connect to imagination as much because we consider it kind of like fantasy or like, oh, that's stupid and it's like childish, but play is a really big deal. And just thinking about fun things for no reason and doing fun things for no reason is, a, is a definitely a charge to the frequency and really connects with the field for you to not only have fun and radiate and laugh, but also to magnetize more fun things, more fun people, more fun opportunities, awesome things, high vibe things back into your life. Because we not only project with our body and our cells and our signature DNA, but we're magnetizing like everything that we're doing and we're bringing back to us no matter what, including the dog was like yelling at. But going back to imagination, what I wrote down is imagination is the power come on, of, um, or process of forming a mental image, um, something that isn't already existed. I mean, it's all existed, but remembered, I should say, um, versus vision is a meant is the mental image produced by the, Im the imagination. So it's like, after you imagine you get the vision, and then you write it down, right? So we need vision to have imagination and we need imagination to have vision They're, they work together and i like the word imagination because to image a nation to image nations as we're collectively writing things down and saying you know hey this is what i would love to see fresh water you know um all the children having homes with great families and being well taken care of and nature being um perfect and you know no more litter and you know what I mean like all the things that um, Brad was talking about I just like really connect with animals being taken care of and you know all those beautiful things so those things are really really important and then um, I want to talk just a couple more minutes about blockers or reminders on some things that could be blockers um, number one gossip gossip is like no bueno 
Um, if we get into gossip or judgment, that creates code in the field, uh, makes, makes it like I have this in my book, but actually I'll show you pictures. So, you know, you get positive code and equations and you get negative and that's your little, don't you look, I'm such an artist. Oh my God, look at me. Uh, you guys probably want to buy my paintings because I, I could buy stick people really good. But um, so everything has code and numbers. And so if you are thinking positive things, it's going out in equations that's positive. And if, if it's negative, it's going in the negative. And then whatever, if you're focused on this negative stuff and, or even a mixture, then this code is chaos. And then you're magnetizing chaos back to you. So judgment, gossip, all of those things are like, that's, again, that's not going to help you manifest. Um, you will, but you'll manifest the opposite of what you think that you are choosing and you get like mixed results, which I call energetic purgatory. And so that's, that's kind of a, a thing. The other thing is doubt, you know, when we're in fear or we're hooked into fear, whether it's like turning on the news and like sitting there like a zombie and, you know, or whatever podcasts, even there's like people out there just like fear, 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 you know, if we're hooked into fear and doubt, not only about the world, but about our own selves and our, our own like confidence to do this, then that is going to lower the vibration and we're going to get, we're going to get tanked or get, getting anchored into those things is not going to help you soar and get to that place of manifesting something beautiful and lovely and awesome. Um, so belief systems are a big deal. Um, definitely um, just remembering what you're thinking about. Uh, remember, what do you think about yourself? What do you think about others? This is the frontal lobe and behind that is your limbic system. Your limbic system can't tell the difference between um, what you think about someone else versus what you think about yourself. So every time we cast judgment on someone else, where actually your body registers that in a physiological way, in a chemistry way of um, you judging your own self. And so when you throw shade on people or think negative about someone, then you, you get that chemistry that you're actually receiving those things. And then that goes into the field and you just keep this ripple effect of getting more, getting more, getting more of the opposite of what we're here to do right now. Like Brad said, we're here now for something really powerful. So it's all about remembering why we're here. Like Neil was talking about that. Oh, that's my favorite word. Remember to read, do again, member as one. And so it's really, it's really an opportunity right now to, to really step into those things. And, and the last thing I'm going to say is gratitude. Gratitude is a key, not a blocker, but the opposite. And when you can just stop any, if you, maybe even set your alarm on your phone to go off like four or five times a day, and then just stop and think of like three or four things that you're grateful for in that minute what it does on a physiological level is it releases endorphins, serotonins, dopamines, things like that, that completely saturate your cells, uplift your body physically. And uh, it's just like a key to unlock your body and your field for more things to come to you. And it's just like a real frequency booster. And um, that's only going to create more positivity to come back to you, which is going to help you manifest more positive things. And you're going to have some really good success for that. So um, I wrote a couple things down and let me, and then I'll end with this. What appears to be circumstances, conditions, or even material objects is really a product of your own consciousness and belief system. So belief system and in just who, how you think is really, really important. Like Shariah kept saying, and then every phase of your life is made 
by the exercise of imagination. So as we tap into the imaging our nations, then, I mean, that's a great start is working with us and then moving out into the nations, nation and then nations. And then like, sure, I was talking about the planets. Oh my gosh, you know? And one thing too, your the body, um, the water keeps coming up. Brad mentioned 71% on the planet. As soon as he said that, I was like, dude, that's interesting because our body is like 70% water as well, right? And our brain is like even more, it's like 90%. So of course, the we're just a reflection. We're a, a, a micro of the world, which is also 70% water, right? And then also junk DNA, that's a big thing for Laura's wheelhouse is we have this quote junk DNA, which isn't really junk. It's just not turned on yet, which can be turned on by minerals and fun things and activations with bliss and happiness, but also, so, so apparently we use 3% of our brain and we have 3% of our DNA switched on, but there's also 3% of the galactic universe that we haven't even, that we have tapped into and then 97% that we haven't. So again, everything that is above is uh, above is below. There's all these like mirror parallels of like the body and the earth and the galaxies. And so as we remember that everything that we are doing, we're not doing just for you, for ourselves. We are, we're just doing the inner work for the collective. Everything that we do starts from the inside and it's an inside job. And don't think that the little things that you're doing with you isn't affecting everything because you are affecting everything just by working on yourself inner work is so important right now and sure finding other people we're all finding each other in the middle of this weird stuff and i'm loving working with you guys and and just finding all kinds of other people too we'll start attracting more and more and more so there's strength in numbers but these are some really you know kind of tan hands-on tangible things that you guys can be introduced to if you're not doing already and if you forgot and you just used to do it then maybe this is a time to do it again and um yeah, I hope that's that's helpful. And that's about all I got for right now. Beautiful. So amazing. Thank you, Dr. Charnel. Um, you know, for step by step and the practical actions that we can take to create that world for ourselves. All right. Let's uh is Rocco still with us? You there, brother? I am. All right, brother, it's all yours. How's audio? Is coming out okay? Sounds great. Cool. So without touching anything, just notice how deep your next breath wants to go on its own. Notice how empty it wants to go on the way out. And next breath, take a deep breath in, fill the belly all the way up. Hold it at your fullest capacity. Five, four, three. Gently relax and exhale it all the way out for five, four, two. One more slow inhale, but without effort. Take it deep and then without holding it, just let it come all the way out. So, looking down first and then coming back to the screen where you're interfacing with us, or maybe it's just audio for you. Just allow these next uh, 
yeah, a few minutes that come through this channel to be what they are. Been a lot of great downloads that have already happened. Um, there's one concept that I wanted to bring through or wanted to come through me, which is that most at this point in time are in a morphogenetic paralysis. Paralysis, sorry, morphogenetic paralysis, morphogenic paralysis, or also like a quantum molecular paralysis. Most of our brothers and sisters, until they break free from that, and then you you feel different. Uh, and it's getting highlighted at a moment like this in our collective so intensely because call it the matrix is tightening, but also our need for expansion is booming. So there's these contrasting points that are happening right now. And yeah, this whole idea of a, a morphogenetic paralysis. So first off, we are the soul. We don't have a soul. We are the soul. The soul is the solar essence. The solar essence is like sunshine. Sunshine like moon and sun, not like daughter and son. But we are all this androgynous sunshine. This solar plexus, Manipura, is our main source of money. When we monetize our soul's essence, then we get really fulfilled. We have a really high rate of uh, return on investment, you're really satisfied with that activity. And measure and measure that for yourself. How, how does anything get measured as satisfactory or unsatisfactory in your personal level, on a personal level? Right now, we're doing this big collective measurement. We're measuring how the ROIs have been as a collective. We can't really adjust things on a collective level quickly, at least not with like the snap of a finger. But you can do internal work immediately, always. How regulated your nervous system is will determine how efficient anything, any endeavor you do is and becomes. It's like, yeah, what is your return on investment? You ate that sandwich, what was the return on it? You engage in that career path, what is the return on it? Um, it's easy to kind of say like, man, that's not working for me if it's like a big thing. It's a big issue that's really glaring in our in our life. And it's showing us these things that are like uh, really other than what is wanted, where a, a great deal of pain or suffering pockets up. But what feels like it's such a, a overlooked kind of fragrance of life is those those aspects that are a bit more subtle that are like the person that's nearby or maybe those thoughts that have just become adjusted to. And now it's not standing out, it's not glaring anymore, but it's actually adjusted pain. It's, it's pain and it's suffering and it's the non-self. It's not who we are, but we've become adjusted to it. And that's what's happened in this whole matrix situation. We've become adjusted to these kind of barbaric, well, quite literally Babylonian, Saturnic ways of measuring things and putting it all in quantitative measurement, left brain, hierarchical, social popularity. We've been funneled into these things and that's fine because it's caused all of us to cut it off. You have to cut it off when it can't happen anymore, right? Otherwise you'd keep doing that thing that's really painful. As, as a collective, this is also about the shift from yellow ray to green ray or the Manipura solar plexus to Anahata heart-based consciousness. And this is the idea of moving away from hyper-individuality, which has really got, got given, given birth to you know, popularity culture, which has given birth to celebrity worship, 
which really is, you know, Babylonic to the, to the highest degree. And we're really all in Rome. Western world is all just Rome. Christianity is really Rome. Unless you've really found Yeshua's teaching and you got in touch with Christos, then Jesus can be that. And that's fantastic. But for the most part, Roman Catholic Christianity is really Romananity. And it puts you in a guardrail and it causes you to get severed violently from your intact, always unending, eternal source of witnessing wisdom. Wis witnessing wisdom as yourself, not needing anything outside. Yeshua is this fantastic blueprint mirror, but unfortunately he's become like a uh, superhero for people to wave flags towards, but like don't really activate. Uh, it is okay to use cuss words and like, you know, percussive. I like cuss, percuss. It's, is that a thing or no? Yeah, go ahead and flow, bro. You know, the, the I ask because it's, it is percussive, you know, as like shapes and sounds and consonants and vowels. Sh uh, consonants are really the of the beat of language and then vowels are really the melody wow you know terrence mckenna's got these great uh downloads if you're wondering you know downloads from terrence mckenna we're really just these kind of hominid ape creatures and we all have different kind of uh gradients in our pigmentation but we're communicating we're just sound making inside of consonants deriving meaning so why'd you get on this fucking call today out of all the things that you could have been doing because the vibration led you here and it's elevating you out of some kind of pocket you cause to spend money on it but as you're witnessing reflection of it what's your roi on it? you can feel that you can scan right now what's the roi on your outfit right now you put clothes on your body today what's your roi does that outfit really feel you uh, allow you to feel you what about the last thing you ate? Do a quick little scan. You can do a scan. Anybody can do a scan. You scan from your Ajna pineal gland, but also your Anahata heart space, and you scan anything. Anything can be scanned, and you can get the most quantum DNA information from it because you can pull from the Akashic record. You don't have to pull from the, 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 the physical field of the identity. You can pull from where that physical field comes from. So real quick, the last thing that you engage with as food pretty good return on investment or not it'll scale for you real quick last interaction you had as a as a person was it a good return on investment now about the things that you feel you're you're leading yourself to with your dreams and your ambitions what's the re return on investment um we connected on neville goddard before the call started and he's this incredible if you're not familiar with neville goddard check out neville, neville goddard's great stuff that like Kind of like Abraham Hicks, you can just play it in the background if you need to get out of a downward spiral. If you need to remember why your suffering is happening, if you need to remember and recontextualize why your pain body is acting up the way that it is, play someone like Sadhguru, Neville Goddard. Terrence McKenna is a little bit more, you know, psychedelic vibe. Um, I mean, Neville Goddard and Abraham Hicks are so helpful for returning the Christos to itself. So if you're listening to this, you know, whether you understand the exact terminology or not you're the christos so the christos is moving through rocco it's moving through chanel it's moving through neo it's moving through shiraz moving through bath moving through allure it's moving through all of us and it meets here in this space this space that is maya this space that it is the the quantum field of agreed reality if i have anything that i could contribute to your life it is what's missing from you it's that simple question, what's missing? If you're hungry right now, 
you're very clear on what's missing. Man, you know, I, I was wanting to not steer towards this same thing every time, but it seems to be a really helpful way to get people really practical out of your head. So quick metaphor. Let's say you just drank a bottle of X-Lax and you're lactose intolerant. You drank a half carton of milk and you just got a nice greasy wet burrito from a little food truck vibe. And you're, you're at Coachella and you're looking at the, the, the row of uh, porta potties right in front of you and your, your bowels start twisting and turning and you get that, you know for certain what you need to do. You know for certain, there is no thinking about it. You're actually just monitoring which of the porta potties is open but you know that if you don't, you're gonna release waste in your pants and you don't wanna do that. So it's really clear for you what to do. So regarding pooping, we're, we're all pretty aligned on what to do about that. But now you start talking about your dharma and your trauma and your karma and the collective. Oh, what do we do? Man, get out of that shit. Unless it's your calling, unless it's your dharma. Then align your light body, align your ability to articulate in those spaces and allow that space that is maybe nuanced to a 3D working matrix mind. You got to make that shit super practical. You got to make that shit as simple as to poop or not to poop. Cut it off or hold it in. And these ways that we can really simplify all this stuff that's become so spiritual, spiritual, um, I found it to be really, it's like this term, it's like integral spirituality. It's like spirituality. I'm a, I'm a uh, what is the phrase? It's like a, uh, we're all spiritual beings having a human experience. Yeah, bullshit. Most of us are human beings ridden with our drama, insecure, and, and very aware of when bills are due, who likes us and who doesn't like us. Rip yourself out of that construct and be violent with the level of clarity that you desire. If you want, otherwise don't be violent and be very passive and allow your suffering to pocket up and don't poop when it tells you you have to poop. But if you're violent when you, about the choice to poop, when that experience inside of you happens and it tells you what you need to do, that action, if there is a, a long delay, that's like this vibratory signature that it slows down how, how fast your life is progressing. I remember reading about Eckhart Tolle talking about, he didn't know what the heck was happening, but he knew he wanted acceleration. And like Charnel was saying, if you practice writing down and talk about alchemy, the all coming, all coming of all that is, but the chemistry of it, if you write with lead as a pencil or with ink, but on wood, specifically wood as tree, as paper, you're really imprinting your psychological awareness self into wood, into Mama Gaia. And the more you get practice in this, the more you single point and, and these other ideas for how to manifest, it's like, those are all really helpful. And once you do enough vision boards, it's kind of like, why not just make your life a living vision board? Once you start seeing, because you're what are you doing? You're copying and pasting, right? Well, what is it to copy and paste? It's to mirror and then reflect. If you tell me about your drama, I'm listening. So I'm lunar. If I tell you about something, I'm solar and you're lunar. So these are these very simple binary aspects that are definitely present always and we're either we're either asserting or we're receiving but there is ways to marriage those alchemically to where you're fully reflective all the time and there's this thing that comes through this channel here called missing out on nothing when you feel a level of fomo in your life you you can either acknowledge it or not acknowledge it but the level of intensity of 
pain and discomfort usually causes someone to have to adhere to the suggestion. If you really got to shit your pants, you really got to go to the bathroom. You can't just like ignore that unless you're not worried about shitting your pants. But okay, let's say you got to ask that person to marry you because it's really important. Or let's say you got to send that email to that person who hasn't been giving you the shot, but you know that, that job is meant for you. Or let's say you got to fire your, you got to quit yourself. You got to fire yourself. You have to quit your job. You have to go into this entire, yeah, there's an imagination. You have this feeling, this like this blueprint, this pathway for your life that otherwise, other than you, you have zero confirmation that it's likely to, to happen, to succeed. The individuals that are following those breadcrumbs are building the new earth. And through that imagination, that Ajna nation, that imagining of the heart, what would fill my heart up? What would feel really good? What would be that thing that would make me just, I can't wait to live my life every day. What version of reality would, 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 would give you that feeling? What version of reality would show like a reflection to the perfect you? not looking at it outside. And this is where it's like, you can reverse engineer those. And this is where Neville, Neville Goddard is so awesome. Reverse engineer the image that you think makes you happy. If you reverse engineer the image that you think makes you happy, you'll arrive at state. There's this great Neville Goddard joint where it's like, uh, live in the end. You live in the end. This is really where Christ lives. It's like, oh, I'll be present. Shut the fuck up. I'm living in the future so much to the degree that I'm bringing this present into an upper octave of ascended glorification of the unity consciousness that is present and mutually indwelling in all things. Stop telling me where to go. There's been this entire, entirely like uh, uh, social hierarchy based spiritual complex that has risen. And it's totally horizontally based on herd acceptance, but it's not about driving your Dharma deeper. If you look for accountability from another, they better be tuned in to the level and the degree of commitment you have to arriving at your full utilization of what you are. Because no one can know who and what you are. You poop, you know how much poop you got to poop, bro. But obviously, you start talking about potential. How can anyone know your potential? How can anyone know how fulfilled you are at the end of every single day? This could get very manifestational and I'll wrap it up here shortly. This could get really, really about like, well, I want to manifest stuff outside of me. The kingdom of heaven is not built outside with hands. It is built inside with the witnessing of something that is already built. So it's actually about unraveling a tapestry and a quilt and a fabric and a thread that has already been given. So I put my timer up for 15 minutes because it's about also staying in boundaries, which let me extend these boundaries just a little longer. wise man might not uh, land in the spiritual crowd, but his name's Gary Vee. And he talks about this incredible, powerful wisdom that sometimes an older sentient hominid has in their eyes. And it's called regret. Deep seated feeling that something was missed out on. They didn't lean in to life like they wanted to. And they have this look in their eye and you can't really do about it, anything about it at that level. But those of us who have seen that it reflects something back to us that we have something so precious. It's the most precious thing literally possible. And it's who you are at a base level. And if you abuse it, you don't like that reflection. That's your karma. That's the ripple of that pebble that you dropped onto the quantum field. And it's come back to you. If you don't like how life is showing up. 
You actually just don't like how you're showing up and you're looking for these other places to place victimization, even if it's at a micro level, tuning up the calibration, tuning up the calibration, the more sensitive we become, the more nuanced our articulation become and the more heightened our capabilities of accentuating this incredible, beautiful, glorious garden that is already present, we can be. So uh, yeah, one last mantra is miss out on nothing. You miss out on nothing, you notice where your light is constantly guiding you towards. When we are feeling we are missing out or we are in FOMO, we're constantly looking at our shadow and what doesn't occur or what isn't here. Look where you wanna be, not where you don't wanna be. You'll magnetize more of that as a manifestation for Shirzis. Blessings, thank you, Ashe. Mm, beautiful share, brother. I've been working on the FOMO thing myself, man. I got extreme FOMO <laughs> for missing out. But thank you so much for that direct download, brother, and all the tools that you provided us. All right, let's get to um, Laura. Hey, everybody. I'm going to just talk a little bit about the uh, <clears throat> astrological alignments and how it just sort of fits into the times that we are in. Um, I feel astrology is very complementary to the sort of information I want to share. So I kind of like connect the dots between uh, two different things and utilize it as a tool to kind of go beyond even the chart, because to me, the 12 signs of the Zodiac correspond with our 12 strands of DNA, the 12 stargates on the planet. And when we're looking at things like junk DNA and filling in those missing places, we actually help one another do that. We activate each other. We provide different energetics and frequencies that might not otherwise be accessible. And I'm not talking about how it presents itself on a physical level, um, but more on a consciousness level, because the consciousness needs to perceive something before it can become a reality. And that's a lot of what you guys were talking about. And when we talk about alchemy and how that relates to the fifth chakra, we're talking about the throat. And if we're talking about, can you try and be, um, if we're talking about, <clears throat> The, uh, the, the throat, we're talking about communication. And if we're spreading mind viruses through our fifth chakra, then we're very much in the 5G and the weaponization of this ascension window period has very much to do with linking us into that sort of hive mind or um, next level of mind control and enslavement. And that would keep us just expressing whatever narratives or expressing whatever thoughts are uh, simulated through our nervous systems and just through the technology or just even our incapacity to um, lead a long physical life. It might lead to death as we see um, for many or long-term complications. It really depends uh, on, I think a person's makeup and what they're targeting. So with that all aside, because that's not really gonna happen even though it's presenting itself. And for some, it might be something they need to go through or have to kind of bump up against because usually we keep looping in these kind of patterns uh, as long as we haven't quite broken through. Because if we keep looping in this kind of pattern, it's not taking us forward. It's actually backpedaling us into past timelines that would help to complete the new world order agenda that they tried to complete in the second world war, which they weren't able to fully do. So it's been a more long and drawn out thing, but it was known that this particular window was even more of an opportunity because it's a prophesized window period. And so a lot of attention has been put on this particular time, particularly in the last couple of years, because of this major transformation that's taking place. That's really impacting our fifth chakra. 
And when we are able to be in the truth frequency and connect with uh, the ascension signals and what's happening on an earthly and cosmic level, that purifies the nucleic acids of our DNA. It clears our chakra system. And so then when we speak through our fifth chakra, we're speaking words that can create alchemy and magic because it's no longer under a program. It's coming from truth. It's coming from our higher self. It's coming from inspiration from source energy. It's coming from unity consciousness, Christ consciousness, and the integration of polarity of, of the divine masculine and feminine. So our words are going to be very healing and very activating to people. Our, our frequency and our presence is going to just kind of help break a person free without even really having to red pill them. I mean, that is a part of the communication is that we sort of look at the knowledge we've been fed and question it so that we can start to gain, uh, regain our lost history. But when, when we really start to speak the truth beyond the indoctrination and the mind control, which starts with being true to ourselves and authentic, it's really through that fifth chakra, we create the alchemy. And that's where the words of power exist. Um, as we know, when we say something, it can break a person's heart or it can uplift them and make them feel real happy. And uh, there were those tests of breathing words into rice. I think it was Emoto or somebody who did that test where you breathe um, while saying like, I hate you, you suck into a bowl of rice. And then in the other bowl of rice, you say, I love you every day. And one molds and the other doesn't. So it just goes to show how much our thought forms and our emotions impact our DNA and its capacity to upgrade. And then that takes us into epigenetics and that whole concept. So looking at the astrology, we've been dealing with Pluto, Saturn and Jupiter conjunction as of a year and a half or so ago, actually January of last year, it was really peaking. And that really, really started the process of, ooh, okay, this is a potential for humanity to awaken. And where that awakening is happening is through the communication lines of like social media, sharing truth, communication, um, sharing stories with each other. So boom, this is when they really amp up the psychological operations and the false flags so that our creative channels get infected by these narratives so that we keep speaking these mind viruses and spreading these mind viruses that have a really low frequency that basically turn us into that rice dish that is kind of molding, which lowers our immune system, which makes us very vulnerable to the very illnesses that they want us to fear, which is kind of a loop they want to keep us in. The solutions that they're giving us aren't really solutions. They just kind of perpetuate it because really the whole concept of masking is keeping us from being able to breathe the breath of life that ether energy, that ether element that is that purifying principle. And as of 2010, when the sun started to move through the 13th sign of Theacus, the 13th sign connects us into the zero point unified field, connects us with the ether energy. And as we know, most signs are either earth, air, fire, water. Now all of a sudden there's a 13th sign that's ether. And that's the quintessence. It connects to the mother principle and the mitochondrial DNA and the healing of that damaged mitochondrial DNA that we all carry and carry this you know, kind of unconscious trauma of being disconnected from the mother, not just biological mother, it kind of depends on our experience, but the, the, the divine mother, the, the planetary consciousness mother, the reversal grids and a lot of dark technologies have created uh, this inversion and sort of dark mother, dark mother principle. And a lot of the facades we see in religion and in society is to mask that real connection with our own true divine feminine and masculine, which of course exists in both genders, we have both. And we're looking to create this ultimate reunion and true love story within ourselves instead of be hooked into the imposters and all the things that harvest and siphon us, which 
basically take our life force and our kundalini energy and our creative imaginations because it infects it and our minds and it literally is what power, uh, powers up these artificial timelines that people don't realize that they enable because they're allowing themselves to drop into whatever it is that's being steered that causes more divide, more misery, more suffering, more feelings of you know being trapped. So we have to just break up with it and then let everything fall into place. Truth is the great liberator. So when we speak truth and we live by truth and we stand up for ourselves based in that truth frequency, even if at first things feel kind of stubborn or they're not moving, absolutely the doors will begin to open. And that's when the miracles really start happening because we're functioning in a different um, dimension. We're starting to move into higher harmonic universes. We're starting to switch on dormant DNA and the physics are different and what we can manage and handle. And it's capable of turning the lead into gold. It's capable of de-weaponizing the weapons and turning whatever is in our bodies that is um, based in metals or nanoparticles or you know toxins. It can switch that around and turn that around because it's happening on such a deep, deep level on a DNA level. So everything happening as far as the cosmic and earthly events, especially as of 2010, which is why this has been considered an ascension window period, is supporting our ability to advance as a human species. So as we know, if you're in a group, especially, you know, I have my camping metaphors because of my background in wilderness stuff. Um, if you're in a group and you got uh, somebody who's eating all the rations or who's not picking up their weight or who is kind of slogging along, it's going to affect the whole group. The one who might have it all kind of figured out or be organized or able to kind of scout ahead and move real fast is going to have to slow their vibration down to match in a certain way the, the one that's the most debilitated to try and rile them up, like get them motivated, help them out, or maybe struggle with you know a stubborn person. And that doesn't usually last long. So to me, that kind of represents bifurcation. After a certain point, those that are not willing to wake up, those who are not willing to step up to the plate, um, they kind of just got to like fall on their face and get back up again, even if it takes a long time and they have to go through a lot of genetic modification and loss of soul. And I think that's what a lot of the abductions are about and where we see species disconnected from soul matrix, totally connected to AI and the hive mind, which is obviously easily um, controlled uh, just to serve you know, this elitist hybrid group that's connected to these greater overlords. Um, so just to kind of keep it current though, um, Kevin, please, can you stop making the noise? Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so this particular time, uh, the conjunctions between Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter aren't as tight, but we are dealing with a full moon actually on Monday in the sign of Cancer, and it is opposite uh, the Sun and Pluto in Capricorn, and it forms a squared aspect to Eris. And the squared aspect to Eris, uh, we've been dealing with uh, for a while. The squared aspect between Eris and Pluto has been affecting us for a long time, and they were really leveraging that because of what that represents. Eris is an asteroid connected to strife and conflict, the feeling of rejection and abandonment, and it's basically like the ultimate triggering kind of planet where it's just like, right? And if it's in a square aspect, which is friction and tension with Pluto, it kind of can create like, whoa, a volcanic eruption. And sometimes when I feel that in me, I'm just kind of like, sort of like warn the family, warn the villagers, I would get the heck away from me because I'm gonna blow and I don't wanna hurt anybody, like I'm really pissed, you know? So it's very volcanic, it's very strong and it's very important that it's channeled um, through exercise or something artistic or 
um, just, you know, make sure that, um, um, I'm almost done. Uh, it's, it's, you know, just the kind of thing that we just have to work on and work through and just be transparent about. Um, Ophiuchus, which is ruled by the ether, is also ruled by Chiron, the wounded healer. So for us to really experience this greater alchemy, we have to be transparent and willing to look at our wounds. It's very uh, often the case where we act out our wounds or we project our wounds or we blame others um, and we just kind of live this disassociated uh, relationship with it to the point where we don't really resolve it, maybe because we're embarrassed, we don't want to admit that we're triggered or we're wounded or we're insecure and some of the stuff Rocco uh, brought up about just how humans are. But if we can just say, hey, and admit it, you know, and we learn how to just say sorry, learn how to be humble, drop whatever projections of what it means to be spiritual and just let ourselves be authentic. It's going to really get the ball rolling to bring us into balance and to help that greater energetic circulation flow so that we can receive these upgrades, which are there. It's up to us to not get distracted. The distractions are insane. Um, it's affecting all of us. Um, doesn't matter who we are and what we're going through. It's affecting all of us. And it's really, really heavy. So this full moon is going to bring a lot of things to a head. Um, because if we look at the, uh, sun in Capricorn opposite moon and cancer, we're dealing with the polarities of masculine and feminine, but really the Saturn moon matrix, because cancer is ruled by the moon Capricorn's ruled by Saturn. We've been dealing with the Saturn moon matrix, dark technologies. So every time that gets lit up, we get to begin to break those patterns. And with the help of Eris triggering us, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of great conversations in relationships or friendships where some of those programs or patterns haven't been resolved. So it's sort of like, you know, if you talk down to somebody or you're almost too sensitive, all those things that have become stigmas or things to blame or judge about um, how gender functions, you know, can be really broken down by allowing the pissed offness and the triggers to be an opportunity for a greater conversation to begin to clear those ancestral patterns and have a little bit more sensitivity, a little bit more patience with one another, because ultimately we're helping each other integrate that within so that we can move to the higher octaves of these planetary consciousness is. And for the moon, we, we kind of transcend the artificial aspect of the moon. We go more into the higher octaves of the moon, which is more about psychic intuition and uh, more crystalline waters, less heaviness of like, you know, depression or mood swings. And as far as Saturn's concerned, the higher octaves of Saturn take us from being under some kind of authority or tyranny or rulership, whether it's positive authority or not. I mean, we have to deal with that as kids from our parents. But the question is, is that authority been positive or abusive or controlling and limiting to our potential? So if it's a healthy Saturn experience, usually we don't have too hard of a time in life and we tend to just move into our purpose and we feel supported. But most of the time people don't have a positive experience with Saturn, whether from their parents, whether from school systems, whether from religion, whether from anything that just represents rules. And now we're seeing dark Saturn in full force with mandates and all sorts of manipulations connected to wanting to keep that dark Saturn alive. So we can break that within when we say, wait a second, I'm gonna move up to the higher octaves of Saturn, which is self mastery being able to master these lower forces and get over these obstacles and uh, limitations and blocks that keep us small, that keep us victimized to the point where every time there's an obstacle and we bump our head, we walk the other way and we give up. We're like, oh, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. Or for this reason, this voice of authority is telling me I can't. And this is where we get to really build muscle and become real spiritual athletes and say, ha ha, I don't think so. You know, doctor told me I wouldn't be able to walk again. I'm not talking about me, but you know, 
this is when we say, I don't think so. I'm capable of more than you can tell me. And you are not in charge of my body. You're not in charge of my imagination, my cre creative self, um, my ability to manifest. And I don't care what you say to me, I'm going to prove you wrong. So sometimes that's a lifelong challenge. Sometimes it's an instant uh, ability that a person has, which is basically I'm sovereign and you can't tell me. So in these times where they're saying, this is what you must do. No, I don't think so. You know, we might not want to fight back hard. It depends where we are in our life. But as long as we stay sovereign within and we hold a strong intention, our actions and our words will be guided by um, this greater intent, which is everything. This is why important. it's important to hold this intent right now. Um, this full moon is going to uh, be assisted in a harmonious way by Neptune and also Pallas Athene, which represents the goddess Athena of wisdom. Neptune's all about creative imagination and the unseen realms and multidimensional realities. So we can really, really begin to dig in, dive in to our dreams and visions. And as we kind of get triggered, instead of just maybe sitting there and just being upset and looping in it or acting out or not appropriately or maturely trying to sort it out between yourself and others, um, we can tap into the Neptune, which is like, wait a second, I can generate a greater idea. I can envision something that will hold a greater space for this to actually go somewhere. Like, let's go for a walk. Let's go out to dinner. Let's save this till later. Or let's um, come up with something that makes us feel better in the face of something that might hurt, which can be reassuring and reconfirming to one's life, one's relationships and goals and visions together. So we have all the ability we could ever need to manifest the future we want. But are we going to allow ourselves to have our creative energy siphoned and harvested to battery up artificial timelines based in the narratives and the mind control that has infected us to the point where through our fifth chakra, we're hooked into the 5G, the mind control and the BS, which basically uh, doesn't give us a whole lot of choice after a certain amount of time. Um, I feel that there's nothing we can't break out of no matter how bad it gets. There's no form of enslavement that's strong enough. Uh, I believe that can't be broken through. It just takes a little longer the more embedded you get just like a tick or anything that the more it digs its claws and it's going to be a little bit harder to pull out. Um, on Sunday, the sun's going to move into Aquarius and on, uh, excuse me, on Wednesday, the sun's going to move into Aquarius. Uh, by the weekend, the sun's going to be conjunct Mercury. And that's a really potent time to really exercise that throat chakra and be really empowered by those dreams and visions and be consistent in sharing them. Like Charnel was saying, write it down, make it a reality. Um, really, really uh, just bring it into your life. So it's a part of your everyday conversation and lifestyle. It's not just some pipe dream that comes and goes. You're literally inviting it in. You're taking actions to bring it forward. And we don't have to usually do too much. Um, when the ball gets rolling, the universe steps in and helps with the synchronicities and magic and flow. And, you know, kind of when you run into that person at the grocery store that might potentially change your life, it's like, oh, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. And they're like, oh my gosh, well, and then all of a sudden, like, oh my God, you have this for sale. I was looking for that. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know how that goes in life. So when we're functioning in that frequency and we're not just like under that narrative and that mind control enslavement, um, we're living uh, a completely different timeline and reality from people that might not be that are around us. And so we just have to always remember that we don't have to lower our vibration or match anybody around us or think we're at the mercy of those that choose not to wake up. The minute we say, hey, you don't want to participate. You don't want to be in unity consciousness. You don't want to step up to the plate and 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 develop skills here and uh, reach your higher potential. It's not like they're going to be abandoned, but it's like at a certain point, 
for our own sanity and well-being, there's going to have to be some kind of deal like a bifurcation. And I always see it like there's going to be a bridge. There's never going to be a total split, but there's going to be a bridge. Or like I always thought it like as breadcrumbs, or like we'll leave like footprints of gold, and you can find it, but like figure it out and know like what the clues are to get yourself out of it. But we can't like drown with you because you're not willing. Um, so these are kind of the times right now. We've gone through a nodal axis shift from the south node being Sagittarius, north node being Gemini. And that's usually what gets targeted most is the north and south node because it represents our growth period on the soul level. So when we look at transits, um, the nodal axis, which the eclipses highlight and activate, uh, represent the greater growth period that we're going through for humanity. So we just got out of the Sagittarius Gemini. Sagittarius helped us to reflect on the past, South Node's about the past, of where we had lifetimes of, you know, or in this incarnation, just wisdom and adventure and philosophy and open-mindedness. And then the challenge of integrating Gemini is, can we speak it? Can we share it? Well, they're like, hmm, okay, let's target that because they know all this info. Let's mask them. Let's censor them. Let's shut down uh, all this inspiring information, you know, what we share at events, you know, the kind of stuff that Brad shares from his adventures, you know, like all this great stuff. And it's like, no. Nope. Let's find a way, some excuse to get everybody to just shut that part down. Now we're going to have uh, the Scorpio South Node, North Node, Taurus is very much going to uh, be about the default and what we reflect upon being the Scorpio, which is going to help us to reflect on how did we handle the Plutonic cycles and the Pluto returns that's coming in February. Last time it happened and returned to the United States, it was 1776. So it's very revolutionary, it's very transformative, and we'll be able to reflect upon how are we relating to the concept of death, rebirth, alchemy, transformation, kundalini, sexual energy, all the things that are related to Pluto. And if we have a healthy relationship with it and we can move through the initiations, we're gonna be more like butterflies. If we're scared of death and we're buying into the narrative, we're not gonna to wanna to get out of the cocoon and we're just gonna stay stuck. And that's, if anything, the reason for any kind of illness. It doesn't matter where the illness is coming from, whether it's a natural virus or a bioweapon or something coming in from 5G, it doesn't matter. If your frequency is low enough, you're gonna be susceptible. And that's why they have to you know, use narratives and ways to lower our frequency so that we're easily assimilated into this. Because um, if it was enough to just blast us with the weapons, they wouldn't bother with the propaganda. And if with the propaganda and the narratives and social engineering was enough, they wouldn't have to bother with the weapons. They need both. And so for a time, we're gonna need some assistance with maybe advanced technologies based in color, sound frequency, and just different tools and modalities until we are up to par enough to be able to recognize that we're the most advanced technology and we are capable of being our own self healers. So I'm going to kind of end there. I don't know how long I've been, but as we integrate the Taurus North node, which is kind of the direction we're going, Taurus is an earth sign. It's ruled by Venus, has a lot to do with nature, has a lot to do with grounding, has a lot to do with love, self-worth, abundance. What do we value? Because what we value is what our version of abundance is. For some, oh, I need to make a lot of money. Well, that's very matrixy. And that's for them to just work with and try and find balance with. Um, but a higher level of Taurus energy is, you know, like the beauty of nature and flowers and, you know, self-worth based in maybe really truly honoring your spiritual path and being true to yourself and speaking your truth and being grounded and solid and um, like really like able to stand your ground in the face of things that want to knock you down. So we want to step into that and integrate that, but we're not going to be able to, if we're stuck in the Scorpio South node, still holding us and clenching us to these fear of deaths and all these different things. So that's kind of the challenge in the growth period. So 
we will expect to see that it's going to be targeted and it already is. They've definitely prepped us with all the shame, blame, like you're the reason that people are getting sick. I mean, the biggest BS that we've never seen in the jab industry about, um, wow, you know, you can still get it even after getting three jabs. And after you get the jab, you still have to wear the mask and you can still infect somebody. When did we ever hear of that? So it's just like getting so ridiculous. Um, and, uh, yeah, so once all that's broken, I feel because of the alchemical component of the ether energy with the Fiacus, which will activate based on the planets, but particularly when the sun moves through it, uh, November 17th to December 20th, um, you know, we you know, have an opportunity to uh, nullify the mark of the beast and actually heal individuals from those kind of choices. Because once the ether energy comes in, this is when the magic and the fun really begins because what we thought wasn't possible or was just something that maybe Christ could do or just a guru or a healer could do, we're going to learn how to do. Um, but the prerequisite is integrity, compassion, and, and working on uh, being a decent human being and clearing out the gunk like you guys are talking about. And then we'll notice like, wow, all the things that we're worried about or concerned about on the other side of the spectrum of our friends and our family and the choices they're making, if they're willing and really wanting to heal, um, there will be resources and there will be things provided that if they want it, um, they'll, they'll have it. And I think a lot of people know or have had family members where you might know a different way to deal with things like cancer. And they're like, no, 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 I'm going to do the chemo. You, it doesn't matter what you tell them. They're like, no, 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 I'm just going to stick with the conventional and it's more comfortable. So ultimately with all the options out there, it will come down to free will, but I truly don't believe anybody's screwed. And 2022 is like a massive year. It's not just the number six, which represents the lovers in the tarot. Um, there's a lot of other significant things that to me really, um, like are showing the rising in the sacred union, divine union within ourselves as a humanity that is capable of creating unity consciousness, a great purification and healing process that often is going to produce ascension symptoms that they're weaponizing to make us fear. Like literally, if you put enough thoughts in a person's head and they have symptoms, that person will take care of the rest of it with their own fear and their own confusion to make themselves sicker. But in the face of the same symptoms, we can work with them and say, okay, what are you trying to tell me? Why are my lungs like this, why, why is it hard to breathe? Because maybe you're afraid of taking a deep breath and breathing in the breath of life and feeling these activations because we're so not used to it as a humanity. We're so kind of closed off that the greatest activations and the greatest things we could be embracing, we kind of run the other way from. So people got to get brave and know that on the other side of it, you don't have to adopt a belief system. What you're going to do is you're going to return to your truth and it's going to feel like home and you're going to be so happy for it because you're not going to be dealing with a lot of fake people that have an issue with however difficult it is to process the horrific crimes against humanity and the traumas that most people can't swallow. There are enough of us compassionate people out there that totally understand that this is gonna be huge and debilitating on so many levels for people um, to comprehend this kind of stuff. And with love and compassion and not separation, oh, they're just sheeple and they asked for it and they didn't wake up in time. If we really love and have compassion, we're gonna help them to bring in that essence in order to nullify whatever uh, damages have taken place based on their choices so far. And I guess that's my time. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much. Amazing. <laughs> Try, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I wanted to just, um, in, uh, you know, backing up what Laura was saying there, um, think about one power versus two. I think this is really our saving grace when we realize there's one, there's not two. There's not 
a againstness within us. We're, if we're divided in ourselves, then, then we empower that, that division out in the world. And that God, that source, that love is what? Omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. Are you going to choose that God and that source within you? Or are you going to choose this so-called disease? You know, are you going to choose this so-called cure? Or are you going to choose the power that is omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient? This is really what we're being faced with. It's a spiritual <laughs> rectification, and it's a, a spiritual resurrection, and also a just a recalibration to ourselves. So that I think is a, that's a really one to hold on to. Just remember, there's not two, there's one. There's one power, one presence and one being, and that gets activated by our very powerful imagination, which is what we're talking about here today. So I just wanted to kind of throw that in there. Thank you. <laughs> that was brilliant, Laura. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Such beautiful downloads here. So um, I'm going to share some stuff now and uh, just to, we've gone through a lot of tools, techniques, activations, information, uh, inspiration, right? That's what this has been all about. And just to throw out just a few here, um, just off the top of my head, of uh, tools and techniques that, you know, I utilize to get me out of a rut, to help activate me uh, when I wake up and have anxiety, because I used to have debilitating anxiety as growing up and depression. And now I've come up with certain tools that can really help me shift the energy, whether you have rough day, whether you have anxiety, whether you just want to create a best reality for yourself and those aren't even issues in your life. And one of those would be chanting, right? Chanting. Um, I've had the most profound experiences chanting beyond any meditation, beyond even a 10-day silent meditation uh, practice that I've done multiple times. And uh, I just want to give you this tool. And I've, if you've seen me on any of my other events or the last couple of conferences I did with Laura, we spoke about it as well. And one tool I like to give is vowel chant chanting, right? Because you can do you can do um, the chakra seed sounds, om, ram, ham, yam, lam. You can do those, but it's not for everybody. Some people um, really feel that it's kind of dogmatic, even though it can be argued it's not. It's a universal sound. So you could even go with just humming, humming your own voice um, with your own sound in your throat. And, um, uh, scientific studies, and there's a book called The Humming Effect by Jonathan Goldman, epic book. And if you read that book, it talks about the scientific studies behind humming and how nitric oxide levels are increased um, through your nasal cavity in the vibration there. And we know in dementia patients, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, and many other mental illnesses, nitric oxide levels have been depleted quite substantially. So when you do humming exercises, it increases that. And I'll give you an example of that. When you have those same individuals, dementia and Alzheimer's, for example, they forget people, they forget words, they forget things. But they, for some reason, they remember how to hum sounds and music that they're related to. It's the vibration, it's within us, it's ingrained in us. So utilize your own sound. I've done a lot of uh, research and um, courses on sound frequency. And from my research, a lot of the instruments we ended up creating as humanity was to mimic things that we were already able to do with our own sound, with our own voice. As we devolved in consciousness, we started creating tools that could allow us to get back to this place that we originally were at. And these tools eventually became sound and vibrational tools as well. But you have all the techniques, all the um, tools that you need within your own body. And that is where we're going. And I think one of the speakers today spoke about the fact that there are these tools that can assist us, but we're really moving back into activating our avatar bodies so that we can get to a point that we can 
um, cultivate these experiences within us. You know, right now, maybe through some action, some activity, through humming, from chanting, but to a point that eventually we can literally manifest it within seconds just because we're at that vibration and because we will it for ourselves. And that's where we're going. So I'm just going to tell you this tool. We're not going to go through the sounds because I have uh, some poems that I want to do with activation poems here. But the one thing that I, I love to share is just chanting vowels because that's something that we can all um, commonly accept. Vowel sounds and vowels were not actually introduced into written language for quite a while after written language came about. Good example is the word Ankh, the word Ankh in Egypt, right? Ancient Kemet. Ankh was actually originally NKH in pre-pre-dynastic Egypt. The word, the letter A was introduced right in the end of pre-dynastic Egypt. A was a silent sound that represented Amen-Ra, which meant the world, the world that was hidden, which is the reason why the A was not even utilized because it was a hidden sound. Because it was such a sacred sound, it wasn't meant to be used because they were at a level of consciousness that did not need it yet. As we devolved in consciousness, the vowel sounds were introduced into human language to keep us at a vibratory frequency as the frequency of the planet and our position of our solar system was also shifting, right? And, and another one in ancient Egypt is the original word of Egypt, Kemet, Kemet, K-E-M-E-T, right? Land of um, the black land is what it translates to. Kemet was actually K-M-T. E was not even in it originally. Kmt, the reason why is because vowels were not needed yet for our consciousness. You look at the same thing in Sanskrit, in Babylonian, Sumerian texts, you see the same thing. So when you chant these vowel sounds, you're activating parts of your body. You can even do a simple Google search and look at vowel sounds and they're connected to chakra points. And you'll realize that each of these sounds can actually activate certain areas of your body. So I'm just gonna quickly just show you a few sounds here of like taking full breaths and just releasing it. And I've had certain times where I've had anxiety, had issues, had a bad day. And all I would do is chant each of the vowel sounds three times. And it's like night and day. My day is completely shift, shifted. So I'll give you an example. I'll just do A, E, and I. Those are the ones I'm going to do for you right now. Okay. So just a deep inhale in. A. invite you to take that tool and practice and not only just say those sounds sit with those sounds do each vowel sound three times and then check in with yourself and your body to see where the frequency goes um, i say this to a lot of people many times when we do these chants together and 90 percent of everyone have the same exact area the other 10 percent have a different area and it's almost like the exact numbers for every sound the reason why are these sounds actually do correlate to certain areas of the body but at the same time if you have imbalances some places, it will actually go somewhere else, even though they correlate to that area. So what I like, love to do with individuals is we chant each sound three times, and then we write down where was the frequency. And not only is this a, a help you get activated and present, but it really helps you feel and tune into your own, oops, almost dropped my mic, your own body and where the frequency is in your body and where it wants to travel. And it 
build this whole new relationship with yourself in this world where we're so disconnected from ourselves, okay? So I'm just going to share that with you guys if you would like to, um, you know, utilize that. Now, another thing is, before I do some poetry here, is that, oh yeah, first of all, frequencies all day that Dr. Charnel said, I used to have surround sound frequencies in my apartment for a few years, um, and I would literally have them playing all day. I would walk in and out of frequencies, and oh my God, it was like the most amazing thing just to walk into that frequency all day, and just it, like, cultivating and just like simmering in that area itself you could feel stepping into it i'd also have himalayan salt lamps i'm like i have like 30 himalayan salt lamps and i would have a room full of himalayan salt lamps and it has been actually proven that the negative ions actually grab onto the positive ions neutralize it and when you so not only does the air feel clean and crisp it just takes away this like energy of like i don't even know like frustration, angst, whatever you might have, you just step into that frequency. So use the tools that you have at your disposal. Create a, a area for yourself so that you can be within this vibration if you need it, or if, not even if you need it, but just might as well have that harmonious frequency anyway, because that having that harmony around us, cultivating the harmony around us allows us to be at a place of harmony so that we're not projecting ourselves on others, we're not getting emotionally triggered on others, that we come from a sense of um, stillness and equanimity, you know, in our conversations and our interactions with people. And that's what really is important in these days and in, in this time when we have so much division and so much ideology that there's, there is, um, it's very easy for people to get triggered for others who don't really believe what they believe. So the best way to interact with someone, you know, the people have been saying a lot to me lately, it's very hard to change other people. I don't even try to tell them anything anymore, try to change them. But the best way to come to any conversation is from a place of equanimity. Becoming from a place of being triggered because you're on the other side of it, it's just gonna become an argument, right? And what happens from that experience is you both leave unhappy and depressed or angry, or if it's a family member, you know, then it's like, I, can't, I don't get along with my family anymore. So we need to be the people, like you guys here right now on this platform, on this 2022 activation manifestation panel, we can lead the way or set an example for the way we interact and communicate with each other and the cultivation of the unity consciousness, which we know it's all about, right? Like we have so much more in common with each other than we have that's separate. For example, we're all on this ball of dirt together, rotating around the sun. One of the biggest things that we have in common with each other, right? So, and, and if, you know, some people may argue differently, we all have amnesia of all of our internal uh, past lives and extraterrestrial lives, right? And, but we have such a diversity of experiences that we've had in this creation of this universe and all these planets and everywhere. So we need to concentrate and focus on what unites us because divide and conquer has been in the name of the game for thousands of years. And when we feed into that, it just creates a fractalization of the exact same thing that we don't want in the first place. So I wanna, that's my message for today is cultivate unity with each other, find things that connect. And I saw Dr. Sharnow, you put your hand up. Did you want to jump in here? Yeah, going with what you're saying and some of the things that Laura was saying, I know you're about to do this and it goes with that is the voice. Um, when Laura was talking about the fifth chakra, I was like, whoa, get it. Think about it. Um, 5G, fifth and the fifth element. And you know, all of this is like, uh, I don't, in my practice and many, many, many doctors that I'm in networks with, 
what we're seeing is this 5G stuff is definitely affecting lymphatics and congestion and causing all these issues, but it's really, really going into the, the thyroid. The thyroid is super vulnerable under these electrical forces. And if you have a smart meter on your house, get, get it freaking off right away. Uh, go dialogue or even digital or put a cage on it or some EMF protection or something. But that was something that just connected when Laura was talking. I literally was like, whoa, fifth, fifth chakra, 5G. And of course, that's what the weapon would be going against our voice. So we're not voicing our choice. We're not voicing our truth. We're, you know, we're, it's, it's trying to shut down that. And so chanting, I mean, this is kind of new to me and I'm like super cool, like loving your work and getting to know you better. And, um, but yeah, that is, I'm going to have to dive into that and maybe you can talk about it when you're on um, my show, but mm -hmm. yeah, just thank you for bringing that portion and letting me connect that dot because that makes a lot of sense, but go for it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I actually did a, a three hour presentation yesterday on the life of Pythagoras. I went through the harmonics and a lot of information on it. And, um, from um, the Western Foundation of Western Numerology that, you know, Pythagoras technically wasn't the founder because he got ancient knowledge, but um, the number five represented harmony and the integration point because you had the three, four, five triangle, the Pythagorean theorem, right? Three on one side, four on one side, and then the five. And then the three and the two were the masculine and the feminine, and the five represented the unification of the masculine and feminine. And Pythagoras's whole experience was attempting to to cultivate the five energy in order to bring harmony on earth. So kind of going what you're saying there, you know, with that number five is represents that harmonious energy and the marriage of the divine feminine, the divine masculine into a whole new creation on earth, you know? All right. So um, let's do some poetry guys. And in between, I'm going to, I'm doing like four pieces here. And in between, I'm going to ask you as a couple of questions and let's get some feedback and some interaction in the chat if we could. But this first poem is called The Fifth World. So we can do, um, let's make this meditative and an activation rather than being like an open mic where you're listening to the poetry. Um, these are just meditative words in order to take us on a journey through the cosmos so that we can bring down this etheric harmonious energy and, and solidify it on this planet so that we can manifest a world of unity consciousness, universal peace, for all of us. So this one is called The Fifth World. Meditate and levitate. Waves of frequencies resonate higher. I'm connected to the provider. Source of cosmic energy. We're going to be one single entity. Expansion remedied. Oneness must breathe. Exhale and let free. Consciousness to be. Experiences of you and me. Souls of interdimensional beings to feel, hear, and see this third dimensional planetary existence. All time can be found in one instance. In this realm of linearity, atoms in anarchy, quantum polarity, consciousness duality, the epitome of creation. Facing our egos, acquiring patience, waiting to let go of our nations and join the federation of souls that will take us to the fifth world. And everybody take a deep breath in with me. Breathe in through the nose and exhale out the mouth. So I have a question for you guys. 
I, I recently attended a um, support group for conscious entrepreneurs, right? There's a weekly support group I go to where we give each other support. And um, in this group, there was about 30 of us. We all went around in a circle and um, basically started talking and saying, what do we feel that we all needed in life? What, what, don't, we, what don't we feel that we have in our lives that we want, right? Um, and for lack of having to explain that from a, there's no lack mentality, I'm just gonna say it like that, right? For what is there something that you would love to cultivate in your life or have more of, or you know, just um, to be aware that it exists, have gratitude towards. And we went around the circle, 30 of us, okay? And every single one, right? They had a couple of other things too, some people, but every single person said connection, right? These are conscious entrepreneurs literally living the life of working full-time on dedicating their life to assisting con um, the shift in consciousness, right? And you, some may think that they're working it full-time, they feel connected all the time, but even these individuals were saying that that's what they wanted more in their life. So I want you to take a moment here right now and to feel what is it that you want to cultivate in your life for yourself, right? And you can share it if you want to. I would love if you guys shared in the chat room and said something about what word comes to mind right now of something that you want. Is it connection? Is it inner, inner peace? Is it something that you need to release? Is it um, friendship? Is it self-love? What is it that you want? And just put it out there in the universe right now. Please, if you would like to go ahead, you don't have to, of course, because it might be something personal for you, but go ahead and type in the chat room right now what it is that you want to cultivate in life so daryl daryl says purple <laughs> could be anything expansion ever expanding feelings of love greatest focus on certain projects things showing up and getting in way of certain certain getting in the way of certain important things fulfillment health expansion connections more conscious connection freedom love this unity consciousness mm. so go ahead and keep sharing if you like complete joy heal myself so i can help heal others love peace less judgment, valuable connections, more unity. Connection to others who are on, on this awakening path. What does it feel like? What does it feel like to have those in your life? Organizations and collabs and finding support to delegate tasks. Yes, as, as universal and as practical as you want. What is it that you want now? More clarity about my dharma. Goodbye to anger. Let's go ahead and feel them now. This manifests more, Shariah says. Physical strength. All right, so let's all take a moment here. There's going to be around 30 seconds of silence. And let's feel how it feels to have that energy. And this group vibration that we're creating together, we're all going to support each other with our own vibratory fields in manifesting this for us. Because what you're sharing here is... Most of these right here is what the world can benefit from, right? And there's, there's definitely strength in numbers. So let's cultivate and feel how it is to embody these traits, these qualities, and let's send that out into the universe. 
So just take a deep breath in right now and then just close your eyes and just feel. And we're just going to do that for the next 30 seconds to one minute. Beautiful. Whenever you're ready, just go ahead and open your eyes. Joy, healing, to remember, unity, cooperation with others in order to bring awakening. Love it. And this takes me into the next spoken word piece here called the sixth sun. Because we've entered the fifth world, but we've also entered the sixth sun. I just want to say bye. I have to jump up onto another thing. And I just want yeah. to thank you so much. Um, I'm going to as I get ready for this, listen to what you have to share, but I, I just want to thank you. I've really enjoyed being with you guys and good to see you. And thanks everybody for tuning in. Love you, Laura. Is, yeah, is that, you do you want to say anything else before you leave or? No. Are you good? Okay. My uh, website's cosmicguide.org and pretty much everything's there for now. And uh, yeah, feel good about what's to come everybody. Cause we got this. All right. Yep. Bye. Okay. Love you. Love you. The six sun. The sixth sun has risen. We're now in the sixth world, spread for years by our human peers. The sixth sun has risen. We're now in the sixth world, spread for years by our human peers. The sixth sun has risen. We're now in the sixth world, passed down for years by human peers through oral tradition. Information about a collective mission, what a new reality would envision, spoken through Toltec and Aztec wisdom. We discuss and perceive larger cycles of time than even the Maya depicted. It was known we're in a transition that started in 1991. As we move from the fifth to the sixth sun, what are we waiting for? What have we waited for? These wars will stop. The sunspots increase in diameter and frequency as the frequency of this planetary body shifts and changes. So does the neural networks within our brains, kids, adults, animals, family. We've been blinded, you see to the vibratory energy that the universe breathes. In the last of the nine hells, exiting the solar plexus, humans unable to think for themselves, we're at a nexus point, a decision shall anoint. The sun god I point out is the son of God that resurrects and reflects over water, including the second ocean known as space, where the cosmic rays during this transitory phase will encase and wash over the solar system. And in the skies, we may see both stars become one as we enter. The sixth sun. The sixth sun has risen. We're now in the sixth world, spread for years by our human peers. The sixth sun has risen. We're now in the sixth world, spread for years by our human peers. I invite everybody to take a deep breath in. 
And just let it out and feel it expanding through your heart as you breathe out the energy. Take a deep breath in, taking in all the merits, all the traits, all the qualities you want to embody. Deep breath in into your lungs, into your heart. And then let it out with complete expansion, opening up your chest, opening yourself up to receive. All right. So I'm just going to do one more poem here. But I'm going to let you guys choose because I like interaction with everybody. Should we do a poem on Gaia, on Earth? Should we do a poem called Empower Thyself on Empowerment? Or shall we do one called Rejoin the Galactic Federation? I got a feeling knowing the crowd here who what you guys are going to choose. But which one should we do? Earth, Empower, or Galactic Federation? We got the empowerment energy. Okay, okay. I think that's probably it right there. Earth Federation. Yeah, Brad Federation. <laughs> oh, you could call me on the phone later, bro. I'll, sing, I'll do that for you specifically. <laughs> we got a bit of everything. All right, we're going to do Earth and we're going to do Empower Thyself. And then we'll go around one last time for our final closing thoughts for today. And that will be it. I heard Gaia crying, only dying to be reborn again, realizing there is no separation. The Illuminati government is our own projection. So why have we been tripping? Protesting and rejecting is only self-hating. We are the sons of men, goddess of Zen, sons of God, call me Zeus. Here now to choose, linearity ends of calendar let loose. Time is fluid, from the beginning of creation taught by the ancient druids, shamanistic, ritualistic, prolific lyricists, Atlantean crystal buried in the West, Lemurian tablets, Mount Shasta light work of fanatics, delusional normality where we only believe what we see. Tap into the fifth dimensional frequency. Existing in multiple dimensional reality. Manifesting in planetary systems to teach a journey through the darkness taking us to the peak of duality so we can once again see clearly, remember who we truly be. We're multifaceted beings, soul freeing. The pyramids will start to spin, disintegrate the word sin, wrap my crystals with copper and tin, conduct electricity electromagnetically traveling astrally through the macabre. Speed up your aura to three quarters the speed of light to enter simultaneous time. Make the unconscious believe this, glasses on my eyes to see the transit of Venus, solar flare, sun gaze decalcify my third eye and enter the maze. Vibrationally raised. You see, there are many pathways to the same place. The source clears this illusionary haze. This is the end of days and the beginning of a new unconditional phase. This is the end of days and the beginning of a new unconditional phase. Okay, I'm going to do one last poem here, Empower Thyself. And I think this wraps it up because this is really the theme of what, we, what we're speaking about today, empowering thyself. So let's just take a few more breaths together because we're sinking our hearts, our souls, our bodies, our minds into one vibratory frequency here and creating a really uh, powerful um, 
synergized cohesive um, element and aura just from the fact that we're all here with you know the intention to activate ourselves and to manifest the world we know is possible and to assist humanity with this frequency because we know the potential that we all have our human avatars are so incredibly advanced we're only at the beginning stages of really understanding our true potential you know look at ancient scriptures look at these cycles of time yuga cycles and all the different elements that have been shared that we're able to do with our bodies especially as we shift and transition into different dimensions of awareness and we tap into that vibratory field so the potential that we have uh, we're only at the beginning phases of we're sharing it right now we're talking about this information but in our future you know this lifetime and beyond there's going to be a lot of amazing things in store for all of us. So we're at the beginning phases of the remembrance of all of this, and we're all here at that. So it's really beautiful, you know, that we are right here communicating and engaging in information and awareness that is going to be the awareness that literally is the information that's going to be shifting the planet in the years and decades and centuries to come. So this is called Empower Thyself. The moment draws near. For years, we've been purging all fears, letting go of the, old, of the old energies, making room for the new frequencies. I know we all feel these on some level. Higher multidimensional entities embracing our galactic families, emissaries of unconditional love. The one vibration that fits all creation like a glove. You know, I know sometimes this incarnation can seem tough with masons illuminating manipulations, facing, tasting, wasting our life away. We must remember the lessons that we're here to play. We chose to be here today. Nothing external to you, to your God self, you pray. There's only one speck of light experiencing itself in multiple forms within our sight, taking us to new heights. So go against the norm, no longer conform. When one transitions, there's no reason to mourn. No scorn, take out the thorn. The crystalline children are now being born. There is no devil waiting for you with horns. There is only love. The vibration showering us descended straight from densities above. We must stand up and say enough and take our power back. With peace and understanding, there's no reason to attack and energize fear as they are reflections of us. Time to trust our brothers and sisters. This is a self-imposed test. So don't worry, you all got the job. Put your concerns to rest. Through the darkness, the light will firmly nest into the dimension that is next. The moment is now to resurrect the Christ consciousness. The moment is now to resurrect the Christ consciousness. I'll take one more deep breath in together, in through the nose. And open up your chest and expand out of the heart. Beautiful. Thank you all so much for being here. Let's go around one last time uh, with our panelists that are left on the panel here and jump on in. Dr. Charnel, if you want to come on first and just share your, you know, your thoughts for the day as we close out. I'm just super stoked to be with you guys and to meet um, everyone, the, Shira, and I know everybody else. Rocco had to bounce, so he says bye and he does sessions and mirror sessions. And so I'll speak for him and you guys can connect. But um, yeah, just go to swiftfire.org. Tons of resources, my books, my crystal card deck, 
um, lots of classes and workshops and my show is there. And I, I, I love doing conferences for 20 years because I could actually touch people, hug them, see them, look eye, eye to eye. I, I love doing this too, because we can be in multiple places at once. And I love seeing the comments, but I can't see your face. So if you are you know, on here and you can find me, you just hit me a DM and that way I could see your profile and go, oh, you, yeah, you're the one who was on the show. I get you. And I just like to connect with eye contact. So find me somewhere on social media, Dr. Shornell, go to swiftfire.org. And that's, that's my, I love to see like faces and people. So love all y'all. And thank you for showing up all you guys think it was so good to get every one of you together, Brad. And I mean, this is just so cool. Thank you, Dr. Turnell. And I'm going to be on your show pretty soon. And yes. you're going to be on, I'm interviewing you on Portals Ascension and you're going to be on our online conference in April. So we're going to be doing a lot together. I'm excited. For yes. mm -hmm. uh, Brad, you want to go up brother? Yeah, sure. Uh, really great panel. Felt a lot of high frequency vibration from y'all. I love doing the breath work and the ohms and the all the little exercises. It's really important to stay grounded right now and and to feel our presence here on Earth. And don't want to repeat what I just said, but that we have a very important role to play here and with all your guys work and great book charnel and red miracles really liked uh, that one and laura is working on a book that's going to be published through ccc publishing and uh, i guess i could speak for her to say that yes she has all of that that she speaks of in uh written form and we're gonna go forward with that in uh, well hopefully she'll get it done this year and it'll be out in 2023 and so uh, if people want to learn more about the, the books I publish, including my esoteric series, Beyond Esoteric just came out. Uh, Escaping Prison Planet is book three in the series, as well as some other authors that I publish. Go to cccpublishing.com. And like Dr. Charnel said, boy, do we miss seeing you guys. These online conferences are great because we can reach a wide audience, but I really do miss that face-to-face -face connection with, with all the people who love these conferences too. So a couple of my conferences this year have already been canceled, including UFO Mega Conference and Human Origins. No but way. yeah, it's just um, mask ordinances and people are worried about uh, getting us together. But there are some that are still happening and a really big one for four days is going to be the sedona arizona ascension retreat equinox portal immersion and laura will be one of the speakers so will i hope a bunch of others and tickets are still available for that if you go to sedona ascension retreats.com i think you can use my name brad number 10 for a 10% discount on that conference over the Equinox weekend in beautiful Sedona, Arizona. So that there's a there's a conference that's still going on. And then I got another one up in Mount Shasta in April, and then another one in Mount Shasta with Rob Potter um, also in July. So mm -hmm. 
good on you guys for keeping the spirit alive. Really enjoyed this online conference. Neil, you've been great. Love when you moderate. And Shira, thank you for uh, your insights. And all you guys did such a great job. I really enjoyed listening to everybody's role they played. So onward and upward. Let's go, yep. humanity. We're going to win this. We already have. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be there. I'm speaking in Mount Shasta, too. So I'll see yeah. you there, bro. Yeah. That's right. You get to hang out. For sure. Thank you so much. Uh, Shreya. Yes, absolutely. And yes, for Brad and, and Dr. Charnel, I know my name is hard sometimes. It's Shreya. So if you remember papaya, just think of a big juicy papaya. <laughs> Shreya. Shreya. Yeah. <laughs> awesome wow yes so impressed with every single person sharing here and such a perfect synergy and really complimentary energies i felt on the whole panel for really creating something super dynamic and yummy and wonderful um so there's two little things i want to share here um then i'll share about my books a little bit and stuff too so one never give up never give up on yourself don't give up on the planet. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on your community. Don't give up on your world. Crown chakra opening, bam, never give up. And some there was a line in um, Neil's poem, delusional reality, where we only believe what we see. Woohoo! Okay, Straganona, Grandma Witch, children's book. She says, the art of magic is to see and not see. This is our work. So we can't allow the outer reality that's already manifest to loop more into our mind space because our mind space is our sacred cauldron where we create from. So we go in there, we do the mighty work, we imagine and feel it as real, and we recreate the world in our image because we can. That's who we are. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you so much. My favorite thing to do in the world to help people with and also energy clearing as well. Mm -hmm. And I have a number of books out too. One of them is called Unlocked and Unleashed. Unlocked and Unleashed. Unlocked and Unleashed. uh, Divine Father Speaks. And so that's going to talk about the codes of union as well as the compounded momentum in the nature of the law. So if you go to my website, you can click over to all the books. But that one in particular might be interesting today because it talks about the deep codes of manifesting in relation to our cosmic history lightly touched on and the mess we're in and how we get out of it and we are we're doing it so congratulations to us (laughs) oh and i wanted to say neil and i have an upcoming conference on the sumerian civilization sumeria and mesopotamia you're going to show them that right now fantastic yeah and that's going to be wonderful it's part of our ancient civilization series so we're really excited about that coming up Yep, all day conference. So every month of this year, you know, we have like 60 events for the next few months coming up for sure. But every month of this year, except for a couple we're skipping, we're doing a civil, um, ancient civilization conference. And we have this one coming up on the Sumerians and Mesopotamia in like a month from now. So if you guys are interested, go to portal2ascension.org and sign up. It's going to be an epic event. Thank you so much, Shreya. And was anything else? Do you have more stuff to share or? good always but hey i mean i think I we know, right? <laughs> no, it's been a real pleasure and i look forward to more from everyone let's yeah we've got this and we're i feel us synergizing today i really felt the energy of us clicking in together as one as a collective 
to where that deep inner spark and that light is now more where we're grounded than the outer reality of all our karmas and traumas. Mm. And we're, we're doing it. We're clearing everything and mm -hmm. it's already done. Thank I you. love how um, organic um, this all just flowed. You know, we just came together and just did it. And um, it was just a pure um, heartfelt expression from, you know, from all the panelists here. And just thank you so much for everybody joining in. Um, this is the closing now. I'm just going to do one spoken word piece. And that is it for today. So just want to say love you all so much. Um, appreciate you all. And unity consciousness where it's at, you know, find reasons to connect with others. And like Brad said, you know, I think it was Brad that sharing a smile goes a long way, right? And like really just putting out that love and that energy. Um, you know, a lot of people these days are very sensitive <laughs> and it's easy to get triggered. So um, really focusing on doing the inner work is how we're going to fix the outer world, right? Because yes. it is a reflection of that. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you a question, everyone. Are we one yet? Going back to source. No remorse when reinforce the course that we all endorse. Unconditional love. It's the highest vibration, a gift from above. Desolation of separation. We must be the ones to say this is enough. You see the third dimension? It was meant to be tough. There is no captivity, so unlock the cuffs. Move away from hate and lust. Our thoughts begin to shift the Earth's crust into a straight axis. Just like in Atlantis. Stop causing damage and learn to manage self-realization. When people start to vanish when we change our intentions and join the like-minded souls in the fifth dimension, this is the beginning of your oversoul mission. What is it that you envision for the future incarnations? The Christ consciousness has arisen, tear the perception of being in this prison, this industrial system, slumber of opposites. Duality, where we get lost and forget how to circumvent and achieve liberation. The curiosity won't last for long at all as we move to the aquatic age, break free from the third dimensional cage of limitation Freemason being misplaced in this illusionary reality. Governing authorities, there will be no more war. Co-create a love ambassador, open the doors. Life isn't supposed to be a chore. No getting on your knees, worshiping entities from the floor. The message is simple, man, we don't need to know anymore. We are the ones that we've been waiting for. We are the ones that we've been waiting for. We are the ones. Thank you all so much. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Love you. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys see you all later have a beautiful evening thank you you guys so much thank you bye 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 everybody bye.